Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. We did say we was unedited. So, yeah, we just gotta keep that. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Chidi, a.k.a. CT, a.k.a. Chidi Bang. And this is your boy Chris, the most high, on the uncut, unfiltered, underground of wrestling podcast game. Yo, I am um, high. So, yeah. Yeah, welcome to Retail Wrestling. Yeah, I'm big, I'm big, (laughs) Yeah, let's not... um, Let's, we're gonna let Chris, you know, <laughs> just take it easy this one because you know it, it, he's tired. I'm tired. I just got back from a trip um, from Portland with my girl. Yeah, yeah. How was that Portland trip uh, last week? We it did was like the, eight days. Yeah, yeah. We did the episode via Skype. Yeah, we did the we did. longer sprint. The longer sprint. Yeah, it was it was really nice. Portland's so low key. Like it's it's really nice and like just regular place. Like this best way I can say it's like a regular place. It's like a place that you see in a book or read about in a book, like you know, like a Goosebumps book, you know, or a place that Did you, you would say like Goosebumps. Yeah, book, like bro? The, the Goosebumps book you used to read like, like back when I was like a kid. Like that's what it reminded me of like those towns, like just like middle USA, you know, like places where paper boys actually throw papers on the bicycle and shit. But uh, yeah, it's low key creepy. So that's why I say Goosebumps. You know, it's low key. It's like too perfect, too clean. Too nice. It's like it's some mischievous shit going down here. But for the most part, it was a really beautiful trip. I uh, saw some waterfalls. I uh, had a great time. The, luckily, the weather was great, you know. And I met her family, which was an amazing part of it too. So it was nice. So yeah, I'm tired though. We had a 12 hour trip, and you, you're just high. <laughs> he is the most high. He's living up his gimmick. I'm high. As He's shit. living his gimmick. I'm eating these peanut butter crackers. It's so good. If we ever got a sponsorship, Lance, holler at me. Your peanut butter <laughs> toasted crackers are my favorite, okay? And Arizona green tea. <laughs> Ginseng Yo, with honey. Chris, you're going to be... Are you going to always 
beg for beg for sponsors on yes. this podcast. Yes, I am. I just gonna just every episode. Hey, yo, by the way, I'm selling myself. <laughs> <laughs> yo, holla at me. That's gonna be you just put it on a, a, t- a fucking tank top or a t shirt. Just holla at me. It's gonna be hashtag, you know dash Chris every every podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, before we get into the episode, you know, y'all always can follow us on Twitter at RWPodcast1. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, um, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast with that same name. You can search us on all of um, your media platforms where you stream podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, you can you can find us wherever. Um Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. So before we get into the episode, we always want to plug that. Yeah. Also, stay tuned. Possibly with our fingers crossed, uh, we may have a special guest on let's, Friday. Let's not announce who it is. No, we won't yeah, announce who not, it is. We're not gonna announce who it is, but, but if we do do the interview, if we do have him on the show, it's gonna be big for us. It's gonna be big for you listeners who are rocking with us from day one. Um, and we're going to have a really good conversation. I'm just going to say, if we get this interview, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, let's keep it crossed. We're going to keep it crossed, and hopefully we can uh, we can do something groundbreaking and uh, kind of propel us into a different stratosphere. Absolutely. Uh, so with that, we're going to go ahead and get into the week that was. Um, we both were disengaged, really, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just returned back home Monday night as well okay. from a trip to Birmingham, Alabama. How was that? It was good. It was good. It was. Um, and by the way, it was Chris's birthday last week. So happy birthday to Chris! You know, let's all you know show him some love because he had to. He went back home and saw his family. Yeah, y'all. Um, y'all could show me love by supporting. The show. We need the views. <laughs> we need the likes. We need the comments. Okay, yes, indeed. That is a perfect birthday gift, and I'm accepting that as a Christmas gift as well. I'm accepting that as a Yom Kippur <laughs> gift. I'm accepting that as, as a, a Rusev Hana, Day gift. As a Rusev Day, Day gift because it works every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm accepting it as all gifts. Like, comment, and support. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and for most importantly, give us listens. We we need those. Yeah, support Chris. Because that supports me. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, let's get right right into the shits. Let's, uh, you know, we're all tired here. Let's talk about wrestling. Let's, let's, let's talk about why we're here. Do you have a high spot of the week? Um, my high spot of the week, honestly, was, um, I mean, I could say Samoa Joe and AJ and steal it from you because I'm pretty sure that might be yours. <laughs> I have a strong feeling that that's going to be Mind you, right, we didn't talk about it. We had no, But he like, knows like what would be my high spot. You know, he has an idea. So you know? I'm not going to steal that from him. My high spot more than likely would be the tag team division on Raw just because I have a direction that um of of suspense uh-huh. it gives me um they flip revival they're in a baby face spot you give us a little contention between yeah. drew mcintyre you put aop in a destructive manner they're still kind of strong uh the shield with their um 
uh, free word rule of yeah. winning a tag team championship. The Raw tag team title to picture is Wait, is uh, did the so Roman counts as tag team champion right now? Oh man, I don't think he does. If they so, if they were to have a tag team title match. Do you think Roman's not into that at all? Yeah, I don't think they. I think that when they do six man tag matches as a stable, they fight as a six man tag. But so, I don't see them as all right. So Seth Roman indeed won the title. That means Roman won the title too. At that point, I don't. Yeah, I don't see it as that for some reason. Unless they they announce it and make it a free free board thing, where it's like, oh yeah, Roman won it too, and he's out there like like he's with the new day. Okay, but we we see death. You know, see I'm gonna say death, but you know, see <laughs> uh, Seth and Dean. <laughs> Come out to the ring, and Roman's not with them. He ain't. He ain't. He don't got their back. <laughs> he, he's doing his own thing. Roman's like, yeah, you know, you guys come out here and help me when I need my help. But uh, yeah, you, you guys in the tag team division, do your, do your own thing. I'm too busy <laughs> with bigger fish to fry with his universal picture. Um, well, I honestly think that it wouldn't make sense to make Roman the double champion. You know what I mean? But what I do like is that if he, they were to win the tag team titles, that they did have the free bird rule, and Roman would defend it. Like that would kind of make. I mean, yes, hmm. it would be. It would be. They would have all the fucking belts. I would be. I think. I mean, yeah. I guess. I guess they would have all the belts. It's like, and the shield, figuratively and literally, it will be, you know, your guys on top because they literally have everything, but. I think it's corny. You know, I just think that Roman, as I don't know, when the main guy, if he's like holding a singles title, I don't think they should be in like a Freebird tag team situation. I think if you're a group separately out of the main event picture, sure, free, you can be a dude for Freebird shit. But if you're a main event picture, I don't think that you should be doing that. I don't know. I would, I would like to say that. I don't know why. No, I I, I understand, but um, my main my main point is my main kind of thing is that Raw's tag team division for us having we was a couple weeks ago or maybe like probably maybe a month or so ago where it was the B team and uh, uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt yeah. Hardy, you know what I mean? The leaders, the, of, the, world. The leaders of world, and I love Bray, but. That wasn't working. Yeah. And that was the tag team. Division. Miss you, Bray. <laughs> like, for real, miss you, Bray. And, um, so, but to see that tag team division growing. Okay. To see it add depth, to see it add storyline, to have it go week to week, how Drew and uh, Dolph eliminated the revival to get that tag team yeah. title match, to win the tag team titles, for the revival to come back and get the. The, the the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like it, it's, too. Yeah. It's so your like, high spot is raw. My No, my high spot is just the tag team title. Oh, the tag team title. Okay. The tag team title. The tag team division. Okay. Raw's tag team division. It's, it's my high spot and my best friend, so that's why I can go ahead and get them out the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the same time. I feel you. I feel you. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think that with the tag team division on Raw, it's cool to see... It interweave with the main event picture. Like I like I like that. It's just something that we usually don't see, where the tag team guys are are actually um, have influence on the main event scene a little bit, and they're going into internet talking to the main event star at the time. You know, they're having promos with him and segments with him. So it kind of elevates the tag team titles in, in a sense to me. 
Um, it kind of so, elevates the it, it elevates the people in the division because yeah. we all said that yes, this is me opening up another pack of uh, peanut butter crackers. <laughs> um, this is raw and uncut. Um, it highlights Drew once he gets elevated. Dolph, he's been there. You know what I mean? We're going to end up doing a character spotlight on Dolph Ziggler at some yeah. point in time. But this highlights Drew for when they drop the titles, somebody's going to turn on someone. Yeah. And it's going to propel that guy. It's a he's built a beast. In, I, I got to say that for all the shit I talked about with Raw, the way they've booked Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre for the past month have been really spectacular. I think they're really doing a really good job with those two guys. Um, I think that they're doing the best thing. They're probably the best thing on Raw right now, if I'm not mistaken. Drew McIntyre and and Dolph Ziggler, I think they are the best thing on Raw right now, which is funny to say. Like, you wouldn't say that two years ago. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to love Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. You want to say that six months ago. That's true. Even then. Yeah. So, like, I look forward to their segments, you know, when um, Raw as a whole is, 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 I can't even, let's not even talk about that, but... They're doing that well, I could say. Um, well, I mean, even you, we won't get too deep into it, but this is how we flow now. This this show, mm-hmm. um, Raw was it wasn't good, good, but how they highlighted Dean. Let's go into our conversation about Dean Ambrose okay. that we didn't get a chance yeah. at before. It sleeps our mind. Yeah, you felt like that Dean wasn't capitalized on once he came back from uh, his injury. So go ahead and explain your your, your right. sentiments and your point of view. I don't want to speak Yeah, yeah, you. I feel you. I feel you. Um, my thing with Dean Ambrose is that when you come back from an injury, I, as wrestling fans, I think we all know when we are fevering or like anticipating somebody to come back from an injury. It's kind of a cool thing that happens in wrestling. It's like, oh, man, so-and-so has been around for a while. That we like this person and we can't wait to see him back, get in the ring and tie, do things um, unpredictable. So you don't, and you always wonder how they're gonna weave that storyline back in. How are they gonna weave that character back in in a way to make them, you know, impactful on the show? Uh, and what I said to Chris uh, a couple weeks ago was that Dolph losing to Drew McIntyre cleaning the ring makes his um, for for Dean. me at least. Dean, oh, sorry. Um, Dean losing cleanly to Dolph in the uh, to 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 set D- Jesus Christ. Dean <laughs> losing to Drew McIntyre in the ring clean uh, a couple weeks ago. I thought that um, it it <laughs> makes shut up. <laughs> it makes uh, it makes Dean lose his mystique as of a return. Like you know, to me. He's had a mistake since he returned, as in, like, okay, you're really, he's been, like, you don't know what Dean's gonna do and what he's gonna get into. You're excited to see what he's gonna do every single week. Not that, I'm not saying he's not over, but I'm saying the mystique of, like, of somebody returning from an injury, the mystique of somebody, of wondering what somebody's gonna do, what character's gonna do on the show, I think was lost once he kinda lost that match, cause it's like, alright, so right after that match, it's like, alright, you're, you're just one of the guys in the fold. Like, you're just back into the system now. So they just plugged him in. So that's how I see it as, you know, well, rather than, oh, they plugged him in and they're telling him for this deep storyline, you know? I mean, when necessarily, like, when people come back, they get thrust into what's going on. They don't come back to their own storyline because they they had their own storyline before they got hurt. 
I mean, they do that for people who they do that with, you know? I mean... And they do that for, you know, people when the time is right. You know, when... Uh, who, let's say, like, when even Daniel Ryan came back, you know? He has that weaved in storyline, you know? And, and, and they weave it into what they're portraying on TV, but they... They do. They even him. He went down, you know, and it kind of minimizes his first impact of Mystique of like what he's gonna do when he first comes back. They put him in a few with big casts. I'm not saying that he's dead because we all know Dan Ryan's not dead. You know, we we all know he's hot. I'm not saying Dean won't be hot again. And I do think they took steps this week towards making Dean an actual factor in what they're writing for the show. Because he wasn't a factor. That's what I'm trying to say. He just got plugged into the shield. He wasn't a factor in the writing for the show. It was just Dean was a person doing a role. His return didn't change the trajectory of anything on the, on the show. But um, And then, I mean, when Dean came back, it was a shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was the shield's back, yeah. And I guess that changes things a little bit. But it really, for me, storyline-wise, it doesn't do it it doesn't do a thing and um this week they're, they're, they're they took some steps to repairing that they took some steps to repairing a lot of things on roll actually you know i think that they took some steps to repairing um i don't know what they're doing with the women's division actually i didn't watch any of that but to repairing bobby lashley i think that what he's doing with uh you know leah russ is really cool um i think because i didn't really watch raw but they're they're trying to repair some shit that seems like and i'm like all right i'm gonna give you props for what props do Unfortunately, it still was the lowest record of um, the lowest rating for Raw in history uh, this past episode. Unfortunately, but hopefully, if you start taking some steps and stop giving us bullshit on television, people will start to watch tune in again. And not we know NFL's back. We know that you know uh, there's other stuff going on, on TV. But still, last year at this time, we weren't that low. But whatever. Um, what was your high spot? My high spot. My high spot was, see, <laughs> I wanted to say something, but I don't want to say because I know it's going to piss you off. What? <laughs> My high spot is uh, Truth TV. Truth TV. Okay. <laughs> I think that if since it's a variety show, like, and you want to do things that are comedy-wise, I think they're utilizing Truth's comedy character Really well, I even even I'm not saying that he has great matches. I'm just saying that they utilize his character really well, and it made for a funny segment, and it advanced a storyline, and it was produced well. So, and in the the dance segments, that just break with the break out to dance in this show, it was just really goofy and stupid, but it makes perfect sense for what the truth TV would be. So, I thought it was really well um, written. I think it was really well produced. Uh, and I think it was actually something that may not be for most audiences, but it's for a particular audience. And it makes sense if you want to say it's a variety show. So I'm going to give it give it to that. I will say that it didn't overstay as welcome. Okay. Um, I am going to say that the timing was pretty good. From what I've seen, I also saw an edited version of the show on Hulu. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But... The timing of it seemed pretty good. Carmella just seems kind of still um, out of her. I think she's she's just trying to get used to it. Yeah, I yeah. That. I, I don't think they, 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 they yeah. got to build chemistry. 
Yes. Yeah. And once they build that chemistry, then I think Carl, Carmella and Truth can really pop as a duet or whatever. But, um, yeah, right now Carmella does seem like she's like a cheerleader, you know? Yeah, and we got to break her out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, she was a cheerleader, so it probably has a... St- it's like this habit. There's that, <laughs> you know? This habit. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that was my best... Uh, my high spot of the week. I thought it was really um, creative. Um I know you were talking about Samoa Joe and AJ, and um, I did like that segment really a lot. But that's my best produce because of the way they shot Samoa Joe talking to his phone. And I, what I think really set it off for me was the daddy's home, ring the doorbell, cut to black. Make it suspenseful, make it very, like, so make people want to see it the next week. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a nice way to finish the, the segment because I was like, okay, so what just happened? They you know? Homage to uh, Brian Pillman. He didn't, he didn't go in though. And nobody, well, nobody pulled out a gun. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> That's true. We don't know. AJ Simmons from Georgia. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they got the yappers on deck and the choppers on For deck. Real. Yo, you ain't lying. Um, yeah, you, you, yeah, you make a good point. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that was the really, really nice segment. Um, after Joe threatening, and you know, for months or a year, I mean, you know, that he's gonna go see his yeah, family. Weeks, he, yeah. we, he finally fucking did it. So, um, props to that segment. Yeah, that was a good segment. I don't. Right off the bat, when you said produce, I don't have anything as my best produce right now as we speak, mm-hmm. but I know my worst produce is the fucking Tuesday run card for the live audience. Tuesday run card? They got Miz and the R-Troop twice in a fucking three-hour span of watching wrestling. Like, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, that mix challenge. Uh-huh. You think you you think you just gonna add two motherfucking women on that? I don't say. Did I say anything yeah. so far? No, I didn't say, you didn't say anything back. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> I gotta make sure I don't. You're good. You're good. I gotta make sure. Listen, I I am going to continue to try to be me, but we are going to limit as many ethnic um, bombs on this show. <laughs> ethnic bombs. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. I gotta make it safe for people to come on this show, so yeah. I want to make sure that I'm palatable for <laughs> general audience. General audience, <laughs> do what's best for business. Uh, listen, <laughs> here I am trying to secure the bag. So I yeah, gotta make right. sure I secure the bag. Um, um, but yeah, you can't just sprinkle women on there two hours <laughs> later and just. Get Two hours later, uh, but you but at that point you could choose to stay around for mixed match challenge, or you could choose to kick your ass home. What I'm saying, I mean, is, SmackDown's is, over. That is so horrible for you to do. It is what it is. And but like for the viewing audience, <laughs> you're gonna tell me to come back. You I'm want, sure that the people who are like, okay, um, when they wrote Miz and Our Truth down, they didn't know. Like, oh shit, they're facing off later on in the same meeting, no, listen, and they're like, okay. Um, Listen, there's somebody probably saw it and just said, "Fuck it, it's too late in the day. We're not going through this." Yeah, go listen. Yeah, we're not gonna change it. You got two. You got you got two magic, bro. You got two. Like that's just it. <laughs> go that's for just it. it, man. You got two magic. Try to make it a little bit different. Try to make it, <laughs> figure something out. You got the girls this time. Tag the women. You got the girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got the girls. They, yeah, figure it out. 
That's my worst produce. That's my worst. I don't think that's that bad. I don't think that's that bad. Bro, Miz and our truth What is this, 2011? <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. I thought that. I was like, yo, they're really the veterans in, in, the, in the locker room. And veterans. They have, they're going out and fight, fighting each week. That's interesting. R-Truth is still coming out here saying, what's up? Not you, bro. Oh, but um, what's going down with Ty Dillinger and Shinsuke? Uh, that was, I'm glad they used him. Even. I mean, listen. And Randy Orton. It's, yeah. I don't know who's going with Randy Orton. <laughs> you know, I can care less about that. <laughs> You really don't like Randy Orton, dog. Yo, he lost me a long time ago because I was a fan of Randy Orton's, bro. Like, him being um, cocky and getting shut down by Evolution and then coming back being a legend killer and spitting in people's face and slapping Harley Race and putting putting John (laughs) Cena's dad in the head and RKO and Stacey Keebler and... Kissing Stephanie McNair while she's handcuffed. Like, Randy Orton can be a really, really good bad guy. But he's so bleeping, boring. Like, you don't want to even get to that part. Like, he's so lethargic. You know what I mean? Lethar- le- am I saying that word right? Yeah. Okay. Um, cause lethargic. You, yes, alright. I like Randy Orton. He's a different I'm flavor. He's a different flavor of what? Of superstar. Like, he's, like, more like Jake the Snake. You know? Listen. Jake the Snake wasn't the most charismatic Yes, he was. That's the thing. Yes, he was. Like, let's go back. Jake the Snake was... Jake the Snake promos was, like, mystique. Like, listen. Bro, we was there. We was there. We was in the crowd when Randy Orton talked. And he said the same thing. Four times. That's the and writing staff. Who no, that promo? Well, Randy got Randy got a. He's fifteen. He's a fifteen year vet, bro. Listen, let's put this in quarterback terms. Let's put this in uh-huh. quarterback terms, right? You're a fifteen year vet. You're playing. A, you're, you're a quarterback. Your coach makes the play. You go out there. You read the defense. You're like, man, yeah. listen, this play is doomed from height. Do you say height just to prove the corp, the, or do you make it audible? What? Do you make an audible? <laughs> I'm lost. I don't know what you're talking Randy about. Randy has to go out there and make an audible. He does, like, if they we, if we don't bite as an oh, audience. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I get it. He has to go out there and make an audible. But he, I'm, here's the thing. You do get heat when you do that. Like, you can't just go out there like, okay, this is the pro, the, the, the script you wrote for me. All right, I'm going to go out there, and I'm not going to say any of this shit. And then go back there and no, not you, get scolded no, for not go, doing your fucking job. No, you can go. You can go and say some of it. What I'm saying is, is that uh, Randy Orton had like. Let's go back to that that 2013, the Daniel Bryan feud, right? Uh-huh. He did not make that interesting at all. Like at all. He he didn't uh, make, he didn't he didn't make that he didn't make that interesting. He couldn't even hold the belts on both shoulders. <laughs> like he was. I think he, that that whole program was really focused on Daniel Bryan overcoming 
rather than what Randy Orton can do to be the good villain. Like, you know? And they weren't even on that path. They were on Batista and Randy Orton, and people shat on that shit. So well, Randy they, has they, to they, be they, a good villain, though, if you're a good villain. But it was last-minute writing and shit. Like, it's like but, one thing when you build, so like you write it so that we have time. We have this many dates of wrestling. Yeah, okay, we can build him to be this villain against this if, big hero. But when they, when they get hammered with the Yes movement and people are saying that, you know, he, we need Dan Bryan to be champion, it's hard to write out of nowhere, okay, and make Randy Orton the villain he should be against Dan I mean, he, he They could have done it better, but, like, If you hang your hat on being a good villain, shouldn't you know how to be a good villain? Especially if we're talking about a wrestling character. I think like, he was. It's like it's not like he, it's not like that moment was. It wasn't about Randy. That that whole moment wasn't about Randy. So it's not, he's not going to be the guy shining. Okay, so boom. Let's take that moment right there. What you say and fast forward. Like what do we say? That was 2013. Five years later, this isn't about Randy. So why is Randy highlighted in this? Nothing about Randy is highlighted. Randy coming back to beat up Jeff Hardy was for what? <laughs> It was for what? When he just he came back, looked at him, looked at looked at Jeff Hardy, looked at Shinsuke, looked at Shinsuke, looked at Jeff Hardy, and was like, "Okay, I'm gonna beat up you with the face paint." And then beat him up for a month. And then there's that. And then he comes back out and looks at Shinsuke and looks at another guy that he's fighting and looks at Shinsuke and looks at Ty Dillinger and's like, "Okay, do I beat up Shinsuke now?" No mind games. He's like, <laughs> no, you just confuse every. It's it's like here's no. the thing. He's just he's just shitting on characters that have too much gimmicks. Like this character, kind of like what Dolph Ziggler was saying. Like people who are just like fan favorites for fan favorite reasons. You know, he's like fan favorite because he has face paint. Fan favorite because you know he says ten. Uh, we could say ten too. That is the guys he's going after. So like he's not. He's like next it could be. Next, it could be fucking any fan favorite. It could be. You know, I, told I would you, say Bobby I told, you, I told you SmackDown is SmackDown is is low on it. They don't have it. They don't have a. They don't have a deep enough roster. Hmm. They're doing what they can, but as you struggle, but they're doing really good with what they, they have. They are. But, Their show was really good this week, but at the same time. Again, who is Randy going to feud with after... If he's not going to feud with Shinsuke, who is he going to feud with after Ty Dillinger? Uh, after Ty Dillinger, he has to get, like, at least Rusev. Because it makes sense. You know, because Rusev has that Rusev Day stuff going on. So he's like, okay, he was like oh, I hate so, you, your stupid Rusev Day stuff. So that's a baby face for Randy... Who gets Shinsuke for the United States title? Shinsuke's chilling. Shinsuke's just chilling with his title. Like Shinsuke don't gotta defend his title to anybody. He can just chill, have his one match every now and then, and still hold the title like Dean Ambrose did for like a freaking year and a half. Shinsuke's uh, well, Shinsuke is not a. Not, actually, they're both actually, heels. But I like to see. Booking black Shelton Benjamin. Oh, uh, Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. How would you book Shelton Benjamin? Actually, let's let's talk about that. Let's go into that. Let, boom. Booking, booking black. black. <laughs> <laughs> All right, booking Shelton Benjamin, and this is spontaneous because we weren't, we didn't have a booking black. We didn't this have week. a booking black. Well, let's talk Shelton. Yeah, so um, Shelton Benjamin right now he's a heel on SmackDown. You know, so I honestly I want to see Shelton hold at least a United States title before he before he um retires, or like an Intercontinental title before he retires again because he was a great mid card, you know, mid card. He was a great mid-card dude. 
you know? And, I mean, of course, because he's black, I would want to see him in the main event scene, but I know he's not that superstar, so... Uh, I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Uh, well... How about this? If we were to book something black, you know, as a holdover few for AJ, Shelton versus AJ will be phenomenal. I think they no actually faced each other on SmackDown once, and it was good. Um, I think, yeah, I think that would be really dope. If they even even if they give Shelton like a like a month angle with mm-hmm. AJ, I would be happy and. I'd be like, all right, they actually use him in a main event program and put him on, like, a main event pay-per-view with AJ. I th- would be happy after that to say, like, you know, Shelton can retire after that because they actually gave him something. Um, I'm I, I, but I want that. him to get a title or a main event actual program before he's gone because I really like Shelton Benjamin. He was, like, one of the, my favorite guys. Maybe because, maybe because, you know, he was dope and he was, there's very few guys that are black and dope, you know, um, in the ring. But he did some of the most amazing things in the ring, and he still does. His match with Shawn Michaels sticks out to me. His Money in the Bank match sticks out to me mm-hmm. when he does the flip off the joint with the uh, ladder. Oh, that's John Morrison. I think he does, like, the shooting star press off the joint, off the Starship ladder. Starship pain? Yeah, that mm-hmm. um, thing. Um, Shawn Benjamin is, quote-unquote, a tag team specialist, per se. Okay. But the WWE gave him a singles run with the IC title back in the day. He did. Um, and was he ECW champion too? I believe he was ECW okay. champion. Okay. So um, I would love to see him in a. If, as far as the Booking Black goes, I would love to see him and AJ in a feud together. If not, um, if they wanted to flip him. And turn him babyface for a heel Shinsuke. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, seeing me that too. Either. I wouldn't mind seeing either one of those. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be uh-huh. my that would that would be how I book Shelton Benjamin because I know he doesn't have a lot left. But what would be his angle with either one of those guys? Would it just be I'm just want to I just want to beat you? No, I mean I so if if it's with if he's heel going up against AJ, his legit. Gripe few can be. I've been here X amount of years and never got a main event push or a main event title picture. Yeah, you know what I mean, uh-huh. AJ. Everybody's gunning for you, 
and I want to be on those posters. You know, I uh-huh. want those big paydays. It, it could be like, it yo, is. I don't even know how much time I have left. Exactly. You know, I don't know how much I have left in the tank. I'm like, not like a Mark Henry promo. I still got a lot left in the tank. <laughs> but I want him to, um, something like, you know, I don't know how long I got it, but I want to challenge you and find out, you know? You know? I will, I will like that, or if, because. Anything to show it's that real. I'm, that's true. Anything to show that you know, Shelton has ambition. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That that has to be a story. Yeah. The story has to be Shelton has ambition, and as a babyface against Shinsuke, like he can legit be like, "Listen, I've been a United States champion." Yeah. That ain't how you defend that United States championship. You know, before I leave, I want to give that championship the prestige it deserves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, That's all there is to it. Yeah. And, you know, they simple. have their, their, their little simple. You know, interferences and whatnot in between. I hope and I don't sound mumbled over time when I listen to this back. <laughs> A lot of people say I mumble when I'm high. Okay. And I'm high. So. Yeah, you kind of. But right. it's gonna be good. It's gonna all be right. alright. All right. Anyway. That's our brick and black. That's our brick and black right there. Yeah. Um we're thirty five minutes into the show. Um, do you have anything particularly that sticks out as far as writing goes? Um I love the way they're writing Becky Lynch. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Becky Lynch, man, and she's she's just on fire, man. Um her attacking Charles. She still needs to work on her goddamn beatdowns. Her beatdowns have been garbage. But um, as far as her, you know, attacking Charlotte with the and her during her photo shoot, putting her out of action for the day, and then um, having a little interaction with Lana, you know, then having a match with Lana later on, and you know, even taunting her about this whole Milwaukee bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, this rumor that's going around that Lana did something in Milwaukee. I thought that um, Becky Lynch is just being written as this overly, not even overly, like, like, per, like she's, like, confident and she can back it up. Bad person. Like, so she doesn't give a fuck. She's confident and she can back it up. She's going around doing what she can and because she, cause she, you know, do what she wants because she can do it kind of person. Um, and to see Be- Be- Becky walk around with that smug attitude... I think it's so good. And seeing her with the title makes her look good, too. She looked great with the title, though. Like, that title fits with Becky Lynch. I mean, let's remember, she is the first ever SmackDown, Smackdown Women's Champion. So, she knows how to she knows how to tilt that title around. And she was a proud champion when she was that champion back then. Yeah, she was. She was. Um, I love the storyline of how they're writing it. I do want to ultimately see how they continue to write it as the crowd still is endeared by Becky still. Mm-hmm. Um, my best written is on that same show, different storyline, The Rusev Day. Okay. That is written fairly, fairly, fairly well for me. Okay. Um... The breakup last week of Aiden English um, coming after the match of Rusev and Shinsuke um, and attacking Rusev Day 
and then him coming back out this week and giving the explanation of to why they had the mont the video montage mm-hmm. of like him stuff. It was almost a year to the I think it was a year, year to, to the, the day. day. I looked it up. It was yeah. almost like, like almost one more day and it'll be a year to the day. Like it was the year to the day. So like it was perfect. Like mm-hmm. perfectly etched out. It was Aiden who got them over. Yeah. But that's the thing about it that I will say that I that's why it's not my best written is because if they said it like the packages show that me for me and you looking at it like the packages show wow Aiden got them over um, and now he's upset that he got them, that you know that he um, he Aiden got them he's upset because he got them over and he's more of the guy who's the star that would be a cool story but that's not what the story they're telling the story they're telling is that. Aiden got them that Aiden is just jealous of Lana. Is that the story they're telling? That Aiden is jealous of Lana and that she will cause the problem. But if, well, but that was the story that they was telling. Remember when Lana came back to. Remember we were saying, why isn't Lana with her man? No, no, no. And I have no problem with that, her being with her man. But he's saying that she's. He's just jealous of her. And by because he's so jealous of her, he attacks Rusev. It makes no sense that he would attack. Is he gonna Rusev. hit a woman? But he shouldn't hit anybody. He should talk his shit out. If if you still want to have a chance to team up with Rusev, you're not gonna attack him. See, listen. And so that's why it doesn't make sense to me. Look, okay, so boom, you're making too too much sense out of it. So look, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so look at it like this. I make too much sense out of things. Just look at it. Just look. Just look at it like this. So. He is uh, spending his time with the homie a little bit too much. Uh-huh. He doesn't have anybody else. He knows the homie has somebody else, which is his wife. His wife hasn't been around because she's been on the road doing Total Diva stuff, all types of stuff, shooting movies. Where are you getting at here? Working. What I'm saying is I'm telling the story. Aiden English has been, he's losing his best friend. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And he's jealous of the wife that has taken the best friend from him. Yeah. So if this was like a movie or something, he would like try to manipulate and kill the wife in some sick, twisted fashion. Yeah. But because this is a variety wrestling show that's PG, he's not gonna <laughs> strike a woman or try I to never her. said that. He, he wants, shouldn't be striking a woman. He wants so instead of that, he's like the package was Rusev. You should be choosing me anyway. This happy Rusev Day thing, this happy Lana Day thing, is because of me. Like it's yeah. not because of your hot wife. It's because of me. So when it comes to this, you should be choosing me anyway. But why would he? If why would he not talk to him and tell him that? I'm not going to attacking him. him. No, listen, attacking. Why would he attack Rusev? I still don't get why he would attack Rusev. You got to think about it. He's also been abused too, <laughs> right? Listen, don't Lana verbally abuse Aiden? And Rusev takes <laughs> takes on the side when they go out to the ring, and he told Aiden to back up. You know what I mean? Aiden's like trying to show his affection, like yo, dog. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Yo. You know what I mean? That's, so uh, listen, Aiden is like, listen. It should have been Aiden. Like I'm tired of being your puppet. I got you over, and now you're not gonna have me. And I'm better than you because I got I, I made us popular. That's what it should be. It shouldn't be like, hey, did you know about Lana in Milwaukee? 
And, you know, it really is me and you. Mm-hmm. After he just whooped his ass a week before, like... Sometimes yeah. you gotta beat the sense into some people, dog. <laughs> what do you mean? Right. Like brother stuff. Because he came out to, like, almost plead to Rusev again, but he just beat him up the week before. It just was funny. He beat me. him up the week before to be like, listen, I had to beat some sense into you. I was your tag team partner. You're making excuses again because he did not say that on TV. I know. It doesn't matter. I'm (laughs) making implications. I beat you up to beat some sense into you, okay? This is what I was trying to tell you and you wasn't listening to me. You wasn't listening to me. Lana's not good for you. Ever since Lana came back into your life in this wrestling world, you've been losing. You've been losing. He showed it in the package. I've been trying to tell you that. Nigga, if I beat you up, I don't give a fuck if you're losing the week after I beat you up. I don't I don't care enough about you if I'm going to fight you. Rusev said he wanted an explanation, though. And he got his explanation, but... Dude, Aiden English explaining. His explanation should be like, dude, I got you over. I made this popular. I'm done. Rather than, hey, you know, she's the problem that we, we were so great together. And she's the problem. Yes, it, was, it was weak sauce. That's great storytelling. Um, I think that a lot of people are curious and do like it, but me. And I got to see what happened in Milwaukee, dog. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I guess. Everybody has to figure out what's going on in Milwaukee. Oh, boy. It's funny when you get to, like, relationship storylines because everybody knows none of this shit happened. It never, and so, it never works either. Yeah, it never works. So, relationships are, you you gotta do, like, it's not the era of um, Randy Savage and Elizabeth anymore. You know, I mean, where, even, where people even, can buy into, like, oh, man, Ric Flair really used to sleep with his wife? You know, like, people can really buy in with that shit. Nowadays, it's like, everything's on fucking social media. It's like, nigga, I know she didn't do anything in Milwaukee. She's with Rusev all the time. <laughs> That's one edit. What? I said it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> We're trying. Only one. Though. Yeah, good. only one. It's good. It's good. Um, um, yeah, what else? What's, what else happened this week? What else you want to talk about? Want to talk about um, some NXT stuff? Um, what you got for NXT? What do you got? I mean, I had a character flashlight. Otis Dojovich. Go ahead. Otis Dojovich uh, faced off against Tommaso Ciampa in the main event of NXT. And... I was not looking forward to this match at all. I was not looking forward to this match even a little bit. But uh, I think that Otis put it on a show in a singles match that I didn't know he had. He had, you know, he had like a lot of offense that. And he was tossing Tommaso Ciampa all over the place. Like just all over the place. Uh, Tommaso really put him over as a strong, strong baby face. Um and yeah, I just want to give him the props because he actually looked like he he could, he could uh, sustain a singles match for a long, lengthy time, and he actually went. The the fans got into it. There was an Otis chance, you know. It, so I want to just tip my hat to him because he had a really good match on NXT this week. Well, I mean, he is over. I think we saw him at NXT when we went the last taping uh-huh. that we went to, and he was solo because his partner was hurt. Yeah, and um, he's definitely he's definitely the Shawn yeah. Michaels of the group. <laughs> <laughs> he has the charisma. Yeah. Definitely has the charisma. So to see him in the main event to be highlighted was good. 
Um, what I can say is that I don't know if we put a bow or even touched on it a lot. Ricochet versus Pete Dunne. Did you go back and watch that match? I last saw. Week? I saw highlights of it. Uh, I need to watch it like just all the way through because because it was highlights were like really choppy and like it kind of jumped through and. I, I want to watch it so I can just see the sequence of things yes. a little bit better. Yes. But it looked really dope. So we can't talk about it. That was going to be like, that program is, is dope. No, we me. can talk about it. No, I'm not playing spoiler alert. <laughs> it was a week ago. It's not spoiler anymore. No, I'm not playing spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. You have to watch it. And I just, what's funny is that I just listened to our last week episode and you told me then, he's like, don't tell me who won. I have to watch it. So I, now I know nobody won because I saw it. This, this week's NXT, you know? So, yeah. It was, yeah, okay. It's another main event draw. Uh, I thought you said that couldn't happen. That works. Exactly, and was, it works because of interference. That was why it worked. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't want like a draw like you know, both people are, you know, counted out or both people are disqualified. But uh, yeah, they, they it was a good it was a good match until um, undisputed came, and it got them over too, which they're already over. But um, yeah, Adam Cole asking for a match this week on NXT was good. He's just granted Mike, man. Him and him him and uh, uh, William Real had some good chemistry on the mic back and forth on the NXT. Um, I was uh, kicking it with the homie, and uh, he's from Allentown, Pennsylvania, and he was saying that him and Bobby Fish and Roger Strong's wife is all from the same area. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pennsylvania? Yeah, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. So, I thought that was a nice little nugget to, to find out today. Okay, cool. Uh, just... A little homage because Bobby Fish will be coming back sooner than later. So, um, yeah, that's 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 my little nugget. Okay. Um, what do we have going up um, on our run sheet? Anything else in particular you want to hit? Hot topics? Um, anything worse to you? Um, nothing. Really crazy. Uh, I mean, well, you can talk about Brie Bella damn near killing Lee oh, Morgan. Oh, my goodness. Good guy. Yo. Okay, so the show is hyphenated. Um, can I use that word? I think I'm going to use it anyway. It's, uh, no, no, abbreviated. That's the that's the A word I was looking for. Okay. Again, I'm fried. But you said hyphenated. I did. I did. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's okay. Yikes. It's okay. The show is abbreviated. Uh, yeah, okay. It's an abbreviated show on Hulu, so it's an hour and a half. But you can still see that tag team or that six woman tag of Brie Bella, Natalia, uh, the Bella twins first, and Natalia on Raw, right? On Raw against the Riot Squad. So it's a sequence in a match where Liv Morgan and Brie's in the match. Brie's doing the yes kicks or the it kicks, if you will. <laughs> And strikes live in the face accidentally. And, like, it's almost, like, equivalent to the Goldberg knocking Bret Hart. Like, it's stiff. It's, like, unintentional, but it is. 
botched. You know what I mean? And um, live is out. Damn. Live is out. And 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 she caught her again on on a second one. So live is like out <laughs> times two. She used <laughs> Liv Morgan as a goddamn Yo. kickboxing <laughs> pad. Yo. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Playing kickboxing with uh, Liv Morgan's face—that's so fucked up. So um, yeah, that that is my worst. Um, produce. Um, stop putting Brie Bella in positions to wrestle. Um, <laughs> she should just be on the sidelines supporting her sister Nikki. Um, yeah, you know it's it's funny because like I always like Brie more than Nikki, but like she's been really bad since she's been back, and she, and, and not that she was ever like spectacular, but. And it might be ring rust too. Yeah, it might be ring, but no, it's not ring rust. It's too late for it's, it's too much, too many matches, too many errors for it to be ring rust. Like she really just needs to go train again. Like it looks like it's like that. It's like that to the point where she needs to just go back and get in the training room and take precaution, or just take a beat in the ring. Just take a, a damn second and then do your moves so you can uh, be accurate and not knock somebody out or almost kill yourself on a dive. But she's been really she's been really bad lately, and I don't think that she has to be here. You know, I think that she has great. Uh, she has Dan Bryan doing this. You know, she's making money with doing that with him doing this. She can be a part of evolution and then go and be a mom. Because that, bl- and, that bleeds into our business and logic. Yeah, obviously, um, that's one thing we did talk about uh, the direction we wanted to go into. We want to talk about the ventures that WWE superstars have outside of wrestling that are mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, like the you know for for people to be like, oh, you still watch wrestling? Oh, mm-hmm. you still watch wrestling? I didn't watch wrestling since Yokozuna, and you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Wrestling in in the in the grand scheme of things is pretty. Fairly recognized, you know. Yeah, it's very, it's becoming more mainstream, little by little, and uh, people know the the Brie Bellas, Nikki Bellas, and, and that's what I'm saying. So, a Brie having um, successes outside of the ring, mm-hmm. um, she she doesn't necessarily have to do, and she she loves it. I'm sure, you know what I mean. Like just like Daniel Bryan does, she loves performing, but. Um, and I don't want to be that podcast to like do that to to them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. To like, the women are great performers. I love the women performers, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. You rave about Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, we love women wrestling. Um, but we Nia also Jackson's won an award. Nia Jackson's won an award. But we love women that are also proficient in their craft. Yeah. And um, I don't think that, I don't necessarily think that she's proficient. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that for the era that she's in right now, she doesn't fit. Like, and I, and I hope you don't take this as like a diss, because it's not a diss to um, Brie Bella, but because she was, you know, a diva champion, even before Nikki. Um, she's a former, but she's definitely more of a diva type performer. And it's not a knock to say that, oh, you wrestle a different style in the ring than the girls who are coming up now, you know? So um, that's going to get left behind the past and behind is that diva style wrestling. And you're going to want to 
compensate by doing things that you maybe shouldn't be doing, you know? And also, like, I think she has to know how to do a dive properly. She has to know how to do these kicks properly before she actually starts doing them. Because if you just go out there trying to compensate and trying to have, have a good match in this diva, in this woman's era, because and like trying to prove that you're a wrestler, well, then you can get somebody, can get, somebody can I, get hurt. I can't really say that, so I have to take a step back. Yeah, Sasha has almost killed herself doing the dive. Bailey's almost killed herself doing the dive. Bailey, I mean Sasha and Charlotte has had a few botches that were. The thing about it is that Bree's doing it week to week to week. Like she did one dive messed up on Raw, did a dive wrong on SmackDown, and then she uh, kicked Liv Morgan in the face twenty times. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so like that's a lot consecutively. You know, it's a little bit different. And she doesn't have to do it because she has like a lot going on with her clothing line, Birdie B. You know, she has a YouTube channel with her sister. She has the wine coming out with her wine, sister. You know, and she has a daughter that's a baby. So it's like, Brie, don't don't hurt yourself or hurt somebody else. And not, and I, but if you love this and you really want to do it, go ahead. I mean, then you got to actually be trained. I, I, you know, am I wrong for saying that? No, but um, I think that she has to. Maybe take- she is, but she doesn't look trained. See, I think she had to, like you said, I think she just has to take her time out there. Okay. Um, because if you're going to, if she is going to rush through it and, like, not know where she's placing the kicks uh-huh. or, you know, like, how Dan Bryan was critiquing the Miz uh-huh. of how he, how he throw kicks, how he's not putting his hip into it and stuff uh-huh. like that. Maybe Daniel Bryan is teaching Brie Bella how to throw the kicks, and maybe that's why it not live out because it was a shoot kick. <laughs> so she's actually doing it the right so way. So she's actually probably doing it the right way. But she also needs to not do it the right think, way. Uh, Daniel Bryan does it the right way, and I don't think he knocked anybody out lately. You know, but so he better teach her like, hey, you're doing it the right way. We do it the right way, the right way. <laughs> you should be knocking people out. And there's our analogy. That's what you come here for. So she can do it the right way, the right way, by doing it the right way. Yeah, by doing it the right way. There you go. <laughs> and then you get all the rights. You know? But as far as our business again logic ses- uh, segment goes, um, just how we said Brie Bella doesn't have to because she has all these different ventures. She does. Her and Nikki, I believe her and Nikki Bella are both executive producers on... Total, Total, Be- Total Bellas and Total, Total Divas. Divas. Yeah. That's uh, a big sh- time show. Um, John Cena's about to be Bumblebee. He's out had train wreck. The Rock has all the success, and people know mm-hmm. The Rock because of wrestling. Yeah. Um, um, Kane is the mayor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it is a lot of influencing coming from, from the world of professional world. wrestling. Yeah. And... I think it's dope. Yeah. I think as far as logic goes, when we watch how this business is transforming and how it translates to the masses, mm-hmm. we can't be upset because it's, it's going to be in the zeitgeist for history to come. Because like this time where you see like wrestlers are mayors, wrestlers are, are reality TV stars, wrestlers are movie stars, wrestlers do clothing lines, wrestlers do that. People are growing up in an era where people will just know that, hey, be, to be a wrestler and be something else is not unthinkable. You know, it's not like you're going to get judged like Jesse Bodyventura was judged so much for being a wrestler coming into politics. 
back in the 90s. You know, so it's a lot different time now where people will be accept you. It's like, oh, you're a wrestler? Oh, yeah, The Rock was too. Oh, yeah, you know, um, Kane, um, Glenn Jacobs was too. You know, oh, the Bell Twins, I love them. You know, they're, they're wrestlers too. And they can go out and do other opportunities. I know that um, certain wrestlers want to do real estate. Certain wrestlers want to do, you know, other business ventures outside. And some of them do do real estate. You know, it's so... Wrestlers know how to get the bag. And it makes a better, you know, industry for other wrestlers to come up in this industry. And or other also, people in general. And also, like, logically, like, it makes sense for how wrestling... Um, it makes sense how wrestling is um, has influenced people over time when it comes to like Ric Flair and Dusty Rose, how they translate into pop culture. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? um, so hopefully wrestlers can capitalize it, mm-hmm. capitalize it, capitalize on it. Like they're going to Melbourne, they're going to Australia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So obviously they're going back to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Was it going back to Saudi Arabia, getting that back again two times in this year? It's a good props to Vince. Yo, Vince, do your damn thing. You know, get your money. You know, but um, yeah, that's it's 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 a there's money to be gotten. Yeah, to be gotten. Yeah. To be gotten. To be gotten. To be gotten. There's money out there. Um, and with that, is sleep to be gotten. To be getting. <laughs> um, we're both fried and baked. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and end the episode. We're going to always try to maintain this hour or so. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what we started off at when we wanted to do the show. Yeah, that's true. And we started drifting and going an hour, 20 minutes and having a little yeah. deep dives. Character policy is definitely going to be a little bit more. But. but for the show, you know what I mean? And... If we're not going to talk about what we don't like so much and spend time ranting, the show goes a little bit more smoother. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm not. It's not like I'm not going to talk about things I don't like. Of course, you know. But I'm not going to just harp on every little thing. I'm just going to see what pops into my head that I think is egregious, and if the thing that pops in my head I think is doing pretty good. So that's pretty much what the show's going to be. <laughs> and I like this format. I like this formula. Me too. Me too. Um, so once again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll have to do slight editing, not too much. And so we should have the show up on Thursday. And, uh, again, follow us on Twitter. We'll do better at plugging ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to, we've been saying that, but now we have like an extra camera and we're going to start doing video shows. Actually, that might be our Patreon thing. Yeah. Video shows. I think the video show, we have to have clips on YouTube. We, we, should, have clips, we should have clips but, on YouTube. But I think four shows should be like our Patreon shows. Hmm. You think? We'll talk or about it. We, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But again, we, we got some things coming for you guys. So stay tuned. Thank you guys for sticking with us and listening to us. Uh, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Search us everywhere. We're there except on Twitter. We're RW Podcast One. Um, once again, we'll catch you guys next week. We'll be uh, live, right? None of us is going to be out of town. We're gonna yeah, be we'll be live again. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. We're going to be back live. So uh, see you guys next week. Have a good one, guys. Peace. We out.
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new bacon duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new pepperoni bacon duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle bacon duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.